Yeah. And can you hear my fan? No. Okay, cool. Well, here's you. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh... All I hear is you, 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 no matter what. <laughs> uh, and here i was worried that we didn't have a cold open yet all right so we got it <laughs> well hello and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my buddy, Max Lyon. What up? Watch rom-coms and then immediately start recording our opinions and views on the rom-com and post them on the internet for your listening pleasure. And Max Lyon, how are you doing today? Dude, I am feeling alive. I shaved an hour ago for the first time in like two months, so since quarantine started. <laughs> wow. I've actually, I, I have clippers here, and I'm contemplating shaving my entire face and head. That's what I just did. Dude, you got to do it. You got to do it. I Try it. Try it. Especially because the weather's finally getting warm here. Like, it was yep. 70 degrees yesterday. And so, like, I actually have a window open and my fan on. So it's like, oh, uh, maybe I should, like, cut this mane that I been growing since my last haircut in january yep uh <laughs> why not so, we're all in the same boat yeah. like no one can go to hairstylists or salons yeah. or their you know whatever like any of those external services that you go to or that you relied on and took for granted so yeah it's just it's the cleanup part that's killing me it's oh like, i know i have i have so much fucking hair do you have so, a- like my, my hair's thick and it just it, and it grows and grows and grows. So I I have to like shave like I'm gonna need to get like a big trash receptacle to shave over. Or do do it in the like do it in the tub and then just shower afterwards. Yeah, that's not a bad way to go either. That's what I've always done. Like whenever I know I need to do a lot of trimming, I'm just like, all right, stepping into the tub, getting an extension cord. This is the prequel to a fucking horror film right here. <laughs> But I'm yeah, doing mine, it. Uh, yeah, mine actually, my clippers are uh, like rechargeable. So they're wireless. Ooh, even better. Yeah. So you won't die. Yeah. So always a plus. <laughs> always a plus. Uh, How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. I uh, I watched this movie last night. Uh, it was, uh, we're recording on a Saturday. So watched it last night and then realized I hadn't watched another netflix rom-com uh sequel that had come out on valentine's day to all the boys i loved before p.s i still love you so i had myself a little rom-com double feature nice so yeah it was a nice little good friday night yeah and then after the words i played some video games and didn't get to bed till like four in the morning so (laughs) i basically it's morning for me even though it's 223 here in chicago well, it's also <laughs> weird weather here today. It's like all foggy. We've had Bay Area weather the last like month. It's yeah. Been Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 there's a song where E40, the Bay Area legend, he says he says that in a song, Bay Area. Ooh. And so shout out to my buddy Andrew Hasselt, 
uh, that was <laughs> whenever we talk about the Bay Area, which he lived in for a little while, he would always say Bay Area. Ooh. <laughs> so every time now I hear anything of the Bay Area, that flashes through my head. Well, you remember uh, you remember Aaron from my buddy from grad school, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So him and his him and his wife live in the Bay Area now, mm-hmm. and she's actually she's a doctor. So she's a doctor at Stanford, which is incredible, wow. and I'm super proud of her, and that's awesome. But then this whole situation hit, and now I'm mm-hmm. texting him occasionally, just being like, "Hey." Hope you don't got the COVID. You guys okay? You still alive? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got that rotor yet? So shout out to Aaron and Sarah. Love you guys. Hope you are staying healthy. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I guess I'm not I'm not really one to talk with Hannah, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um, I can't think of a segue, but we watched the movie Set It Up. We did. Today, we did. Uh, in the Netflix original. Uh, so, uh, do you have an initial memory of this movie, Max? Well, I think I watched it when it first came out. When it was first advertised on Netflix, it probably popped up as like, you know, a featured thing. And mm-hmm. my girlfriend at the time, I think, watched it. I know I watched it before. I think it was I think it was my girlfriend at the time. And uh I remember thinking it was it was decent, but it was kind of like eh, bland, boring. And then uh that was it. Like I never gave it a second thought. And then even when you suggested it as like just the title, I it didn't click. I did not recognize it and I didn't know it was the same movie. And I was like, Oh I, shit, I have seen this before. Okay. So when I watched it this morning, I was pleasantly surprised. And I was like, all right, let's give this another shot. So what about you? Have you seen it before? I have. Uh, When it initially came out, I remember reading uh, reviews of it. And people were just fawning over it. Um, Especially the website at the time that I would read often, uh, Vulture, which is an Mm. offshoot of New York Times. until they made their website like a pay for articles sort of thing. And I stopped reading that site. Um, but <laughs> they, uh, yeah, there was a really good article about this movie on it. So I made sure to check out the movie and I uh, really dug some parts. And my sister, Monica, uh, but she had watched it the same weekend I watched it, which wasn't necessarily opening weekend, but one of the first weekends it was on Netflix. And so she and I both talked about how we dug certain scenes um, and, you know, the same, like uh, we both thought a highlight was Tay Diggs being drunk. Um, (laughs) And like, and we both chuckled about that. Just overall, like that time was, I remember thinking positively of the movie. I hadn't watched it since. Uh, And so this gave me a a nice excuse to watch it for a second time, um, which, you know, was, was nice. So, yeah, um, and to kind of go a little deeper into it, uh, let's talk about the stats, quote-unquote, of the movie. Hit uh, me with up, some stats. <laughs> Set It Up is a 2018 American romantic comedy film directed by Claire Scanlon and written by Katie Silverman, and it stars Zoe Dutch, 
I don't know if the E do each. I dude, uh, I was trying to figure that out the whole fucking time. I, I have I'm no like, idea. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go with Dutch for the episode. I I, I don't know. Wrong. She's cute yeah. as fuck, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, Glenn Powell, Tay Diggs, and Lucy Liu. Uh, The plot follows two overworked assistants who try to set up their demanding bosses on dates in New York City. The film was released on June 15th by Netflix to favorable reviews. And as I mentioned, directed by Claire Scanlon. uh, And the uh, writing time of the film... I uh, have a guess, Max. How long is the film? One hour and 45 minutes. That is correct. <laughs> I looked. Uh, I it's, it's on Netflix. Like, it's hard to miss. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> 105 minutes. Um, and then there's no budget or box office because Netflix does not report that stuff. So, because oh. there's no box office to get because they go subscription based. So and- then it doesn't count. Well, I have another one for you that we're going to have you guess. What is the Rotten Tomato score for this film? And before before you guess, though, I will give you this. Um, so just like I give you the budget and then you guess the box office, hmm. uh, I'll give you the amount of reviews. So there's 59 reviews. What is the Rotten Tomato score for this film? What? (laughs) That's a huge part of why I wanted to pick this movie. God damn! We got discussions to have there. Um, But, you know, I feel like before we get into the discussion about the review score that it got and everything else. I, a huge part of this movie, a big part of the setup to set it up is that the main characters are assistants. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned my sister, Monica, but I have another sister, a younger, older sister. No, you don't. <laughs> you really? <laughs> yes. Wait, really? You don't know. I have two sisters. No. Yes, I have two sisters. Okay. You didn't know this? Yes, I knew that. <laughs> I, was, I was literally... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I had to pay you back for all the fucking times you did that to me. <laughs> you son of a gun. Alright. Uh, anyway, uh, so my other older sister, Rebecca, uh, she actually lived in LA and has worked as an assistant for periods of time. So I thought, especially because she listens to the podcast often and she's not a fan of rom-coms, but she listens to the podcast often and texted me that she wanted to be on the show at some point. I thought this would be a great time to bring her on and have a quick little interview about being an assistant in a big city and just going to, you know, chat a little bit about this movie. So we're going to bring her on. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to, you're going to hear a short musical interlude tens and tens of listeners. And then my sister Rebecca will be with us. So we'll be right back. All right. So we are here with my sister, Rebecca. 
Sanchez. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I, I won't speak until spoken to. Oh uh, no, 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 that's totally good. That's, that's perfect. No, don't don't do that. We talk over each other all the time. You have to, <laughs> you have yeah. to do that to fit in. Exactly. Um, thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, we, uh, you know, you you are so supportive of the podcast, and so it's my pleasure to have you on here, Rebecca. Um, we we shared the same womb. Shout out Gloria Longoria. <sighs> I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> we were like, the last. It's very triggering of like the bean. So like, <laughs> let's just. <laughs> she didn't know what bean was. Uh, uh, she didn't understand the these the connotation or the other you know meaning of. Oh, well, bean. let me plug my ears. <laughs> Wait, it's are, about are two we... weeks. Ago. Are we talking like the, the bean sculpture in Chicago or Flick the, the Bean? Cloud, Millennium Cloud, or what's the real name of it? The, the, the cloud, cloud Gate. The cloud Gate. Cloud Gate there oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I was like, I took a picture of it that I was really proud of. And so I was yeah. like, talking about my bean, like my bean piece of art, like my bean photo. And my brother <laughs> thought I was talking about something else, and a confusion ensued. And then everybody <laughs> knew what a bean was, and I don't want to ever talk about it again. <laughs> subject. There was a movie with Tay Diggs in it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel like this is the. <laughs> Just, that was only that was only two weeks ago. Yeah, I taught my older sister that two weeks ago. What? <laughs> All right, so just uh, give an overview of what the experience was like being an assistant. And I know you only watched the like briefly the very beginning of the movie, but how similar was your assistant experience to like the very beginning intro of this movie? Um, it was very dissimilar in the fact that I was never going to be caught up acting the way they were. Like, I'm about to lose my job. I have to, like, hurry and do this. Like, let me get this done. Like, let me do what this person told me to do. Um, I wasn't that good at that. So that's why, as you mentioned, my time as an assistant was brief. The <laughs> <laughs> entertainment lawyer, it was one day. Um, she started like doing her like entertainment lawyer shit and like screaming and I don't understand. I don't get it. And started throwing my paperwork that I filed on the floor. And I was like, you are insane. Like you're crazy. You're crazy. I told her she was crazy, like to her face. <laughs> and then I showed up the next day and she fired me. They stopped me at the lobby because her office was this penthouse in this hotel in Hollywood. And so the second day they stopped me at the lobby and they're like, no, she'll get mad if like people um, just go up there. And I was like, out of, this is very long winded. You asked me one question. No, 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 no. we want to hear this. He was like, um, you know, she'll freak out if people go up there. So I was like, you know, out of curiosity, like how many people have held this position before me? And he kind of was taken aback. And he's like, um, a lot. And I said, yeah, I gather. She's fucking insane. And then he just like, <laughs> he was like exhaled. And he said, she is a lunatic. <laughs> and then I went up and she fired me. And I did the sign of the cross. And I looked up at heaven. And I'm not like a religious person. 
I her hand and she was like fucking taken aback. I said, oh my gosh, you know, thank you for the opportunity because I like to pretend I'm classy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And then so I took away in the lobby for my check and I told the same guy, I was like, I'm already fired. And he's like, what? He's like, she sends people out of here crying like on the regular. And I said, Jesus was listening. <laughs> then I got my check and I went to the credit union that I don't belong to and I cashed it so what kind, of, what kind of shit was she doing she was yelling at me and telling me like she didn't understand why I wasn't filing something I got directions from the other lawyer and um, I don't know it had to do with like their checks and their royalties and different subsidiaries had to be filed here and there and I didn't give a shit and she just started screaming and acting like a lunatic like what they do like I guess you have to be there to like get it like what they do they all act really fucking crazy these executives Mm. and I'm just like non-compliant so her emotional outburst didn't match the the like intensity of the situation to begin with, like right. or the intensity of your mistakes or whatever. And I didn't even make mistakes. Let's be fucking clear on that. <laughs> um, I didn't actually, I didn't make mistakes. Um, she, yeah, just nuts. And I was just like over it because that was like my final uh, entertainment position. And I was like, yeah, I'm not meant to be. Like at all, but yeah. yeah, like I mean, her Jesus. her response was not. It was an overreaction, but it wasn't abnormal. Gotcha. So the normal yeah. was to act like that. So you yeah. you weren't fired. You were given your life back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I even gave it away. Like, uh, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone was looking out for you, going, "All right, no, she's already one day in. Fuck this. No, it, this is going to be a long, dark path if we let Jesus. this happen." Jesus, it was Jesus. <laughs> uh, how far did you get into the movie? I know we messaged and like we messaged at the very beginning of the movie. So, uh, did you like stop watching as soon as I told you you didn't have to watch it? <clears throat> no, I was trying to give it the college try, and then I for real accidentally turned it off. But I remember somebody was at an event with like Joan Smalls, the model. Joan Smalls, the model? Yeah, yeah, she's the model. She's a beautiful model, like in real life. Oh, so Sue's. Okay, she plays the girlfriend. Uh, (laughs) What was that? I said, I think the white gentleman, maybe, was the boyfriend. Yeah, Susie. Uh, Sue's so her oh so she's actually a model that she's a sense. real model yeah she's a Joan Smalls she's like the best model she's like one of the top tier models Estee so, Lauder she's an Estee Lauder girl I can't tasty believe tidbit. <laughs> tasty tidbit right there there you go justice for tasty tidbits like that was like my fave part of the program I'm sorry we had to kill it off <laughs> I mean, although Max does have a tasty tidbit uh, from the for this movie, though. 
I do, but it's not it's not nearly as tasty as that. That that's 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 not bad. I that's feel like it's good. not that tasty. I feel like anybody who's like not like a cis het male <laughs> knows he's going to smell those. So anyone who's not a not <laughs> right. a guy like us. <laughs> so that's a tasty tidbit that necessarily two bros from bromance the stone would know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those are gonna be like, oh yeah, Joan Smalls from Estee Lauder campaign. <laughs> That's <laughs> where I saw her. In the Beyonce video with like Chanel Iman and Jordan Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. But, so you got to the uh, her event. Uh, so uh, when when he is it the one where like he or is oh okay yeah, what so event is that. I feel like maybe we were at like either an opera or a basketball game. I don't know. There was like seats and Tay Diggs came. Okay. Yes. So it was uh, his kids play. Tay Diggs' kids play right before they decided that they were going to set him up. So you got, you got basically to like the very ending of the slow part of the first half hour of the movie. And I just right. wanted to half hour in. I'm sorry, but can I just point out that like how close we are as siblings that I gave you. It could have it was an event, it could have been an opera or a basketball game. And you're like, oh boom, it was the kids play. And it was <laughs> like, yeah. Here I am thinking it's the Yankees game. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only like five minutes you're only five minutes further ahead so like yeah we're all in the same area we're all in the same area that's the last thing i remember seeing <laughs> okay so so you got like a good part of it so you got at least a feel of tay diggs and lucy Liu as like bosses what did you think of them as bosses compared to like the entertainment lawyer or like as like the overbearing executives were they not as overbearing did they kind of play it well um well i didn't start my new like anxiety medication until today so like i'm more focused so last night when i was watching it about 12 hours ago all i could think about was when i saw lucy lou i was like i used to see her at kabbalah and she's really skinny and she's really beautiful. Like she comes across cross-eyed on screen, but in person, she's one of the prettiest people I've ever seen. She's beautiful. I mean, uh, that makes sense to me. I, and, I've always thought she was pretty. She's about 80 pounds though, but I mean, that too. Oh God, good. is she really? Yeah. That makes sense to me. She, she doesn't she's look pretty. That kills it for 15 year old me. Like <laughs> Corson, um, <laughs> like she's, is that racist? No, because no. I'm like she's Asian. It looks like porcelain. <laughs> uh, I I mean I don't know. Are there Asian ballerinas? That might be more racist than what you just said. <laughs> she's a beautiful geisha. Renee, why do you have to call them? Why do you have to call them Asian ballerinas? Why can't they just be ballerinas? She's a beautiful just... oriental geisha. Thank you, thank you, Rebecca, for. One of the most beautiful Oriental, really beautiful for an Oriental. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so speaking of really attractive for being a black guy, the Grove, the North Turn at the Grove. So then, okay, so Lucy Liu, Kabbalah. Holy is shit! Question: This has everything to do with I can't stay on task. I just need the free form. 
I fucking love it. Everything Keep going. Was just, um, <laughs> this is just what happened when I watched the movie. Uh, <laughs> I it. Lucy Liu, Kabbalah, beautiful. Oriental, Mulan. Uh, <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> I wasn't really thinking those things to the audience. <laughs> hey, Rebecca. <laughs> Uh, get it, huh? Because I am. I thought I'm doing this just to be like, I want to be controversial. <laughs> like, a lot I, happens out here in the sticks. So. We are Look, always ten, pushing the boundaries the, on bromancing yeah, the, the stone. Tens, the tens and tens of listeners know that you're being extremely sarcastic right now. Okay. You're good. You're good. Uh, okay, so I worked at Nordstrom at the Grove, and I saw Tay Diggs there with his then wife Adina Menzel, who was the original Elphaba in Wicked. Casey yeah. for my audience, which isn't necessarily your audience at all. <laughs> yeah, everyone will everyone will recognize her from Frozen, but real ones know she was in Wicked. Real ones know that she was in Rent, Howl at the Moon, or whatever. Anyway, uh, it was like her big. <laughs> She was rude, had no, she wasn't mean, but she had no care in the world that it was after closing and she was buying like a fucking pile of jeans. Um, just like had this pile of fucking clothes like on the counter. And he was like, Dina, Dean, we got to go. These people are trying to leave. These people got to go home. And so he was like super nice and I loved him and he was so handsome <laughs> and they're divorced now because she's fucking rude and inconsiderate, and he is super considerate. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Is, is he single now? Uh, I don't know. Rebecca, don't know get on that shit. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm in the sticks smoking marijuana and uh, doing school online again. You don't know. Maybe he's into that. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you don't know until you find out. <laughs> um, I'm sorry you guys like that's like my like what I got out of the movie aside from am I jumping ahead of myself if I no, no by all means the star no. of the I told no, my brother no, no, no. I said the girl who is maybe a straight Ellen Page and then my brother informed me that she's Leah Thompson's daughter yeah, that was my tasty tidbit right there. What? Wait, 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 wait. What? That's Leah Thompson's daughter? Yeah, Carolina of the City, Back to the Future. Back to the Future, Leah Thompson? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. No wonder why I thought she was cute. Oh, my God. I had such a huge crush on Leah Thompson when I was younger. Rebecca, go ahead. Oh, so my brother went through the list of her. He went through her credentials. Leah Thompson, yeah. It finally clicked the moment he said. Oh, what would he say? Go for it. Go for it. I was like, yeah, she was Caroline of the City. She was the mom in Back to the Future. Uh, she banged Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> and when I said banged Howard the Duck, then my sister Rebecca understood who it was. And then so I already have a rating for the movie. <laughs> kill the movie. Yes, of course. Go ahead. What is your... my rating since I'm just a guest and I'm going to be like gone before you guys do this? Go right ahead. Give it to. Okay, it. I fucked the movie just like that girl's mom fucked a duck. 
<laughs> well, on that note, God damn. That was Thank beautiful. You. Thank you, guys. Gonna... It was a real pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I love you, Rebecca. I'll talk to you. Later. Bye. Thank, Thank you, Rebecca. Bye. Bye, Max. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet what you. What do too. I do? I just hit close. Uh, yeah, just, uh, well, I'm going to, all right, we'll be right back after this <laughs> musical interlude. And we're back. Thank you for listening to that musical interlude. Uh, and uh, we're going to get into the movie review here. But before we do, there's one tasty tidbit, which we mentioned in our interview with Rebecca uh, that Max has. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah. still focused on that. <laughs> like, I can't get Leia Thompson out of my head now. I know. Uh, but yeah, Max, you mentioned that you had a tasty tidbit regarding this film. Uh, drop oh, it. yeah. Drop the knowledge, homie. So, okay, so this is something that only my nerdy self would find as a tasty tidbit, but so the, the building that they're filming in, okay, mm-hmm. is called, it's a real building. Obviously, it's a real fucking building, Max. Why, why are you saying that? <laughs> it's a real building. In New York City, it's called One Bryant Park, or at least that's what it used to be called. I think it's called like Bank of America Tower now, something generic. But One yeah. Bryant Park is what it was originally called. And back when it was built, I, I know it from like my career standpoint simply because like I love this fucking building because it was the first skyscraper to be legally recognized as sustainable and efficient as it is. Like it is at the time it was built, it was the greenest, most eco-friendly skyscraper in the world. And I thought that was so fucking cool. And what's, what's cool about that also is that you are also lead certified and sustainability. You remembered. Of course. I thought that was like only in, you know, the architectural world. I didn't think that was a common knowledge term. Well, I I know because of all the discussions we've had over oh, okay. for lead, but you're lead certified in, in sustainability. Yeah, so this building was the first built the first skyscraper to be lead platinum certified. So there's different levels to oh, lead wow. certifications for buildings. And it measures how, just how sustainable they are. And like platinum is the highest you can go. There you go. And it, I just love that. Like when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, all right. A, a good, uh, you know, a newer movie on Netflix, like gets, gets recognition. All right. Yeah. You know, speaking of new, newer and everything else like that, uh, the biggest thing I wanted to kick off with the movie discussion here as I burp some of the beer I just drank. <laughs> um, what, are you, what, what beer are you drinking? Oh, I still, I, I still have some of that, uh, Bell's two hearted ale from a few episodes nice. ago. Um, so yeah, I, so a nice solid IPA, um, in, in my gullet. I have been uh, sipping at, uh, uh, rum based, like tropical cocktails all day. And nice. it has been amazing. It feels like I'm on vacation. 
<laughs> um, so the thing I wanted to bring up was when this movie came out, 2018. Can you tell me out of all the movies we reviewed, Max, what is the uh, second most recent film that we've reviewed and when? Ooh. And I'm, I'm just going off of year, not necessarily uh, date of release just year. I'm thinking Friends with Benefits. That is one of the three from the same year that we from the most recent year. Yeah, so 2011 was the most recent year. That so is correct. No strings attached. Friends with Benefits. Mm-hmm. There was a third one from 2011? Yes. Um... Oh my god. I don't know. Crazy stupid love. Oh yeah. But all three of those films came out in 2011. Wow. Can what you is- think of a film more recent than that that you saw in theaters as a rom-com? Um Deadpool i did actually see that with my girlfriend at the time for valentine's day like that was our valentine's day date (laughs) and she actually like she was all about it she was like posting like stories on instagram and stuff. no we didn't have instagram at the time it was like probably snapchat or something or facebook yeah and uh she was like you know fucking valentine's day date bitches this is how it's done like she was all <laughs> it was hilarious uh, um no i honestly i i don't think i have i think like rom-coms kind of like took a back seat to a lot of other films that is the biggest thing i wanted to talk about with this film so this film was kind of the beginning of all of a sudden uh, a very slight rom-com renaissance like the 2010s are extremely bare of rom-coms there aren't a lot that really came out or you know like in society or that people even thought about and especially in theaters it just seemed like everyone just kind of punted on on rom-coms to make another you know comic book adaptation um or you know some sort of action film to, yeah. you know but it just seemed like rom-coms just went along the wayside and these little you know the wedding dates were no longer being made and you know leap year and all this other sort of stuff like those little tiny films that you could put out in, in february and make a little make a few bucks were no longer being put in theaters because theaters were now raising their prices because they had to pay for the movies and all the graphic or all the you know effects they put on the latest marvel movie mm-hmm um, and so this movie was kind of the first one that Netflix had put out that had names that were recognizable and Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu that had young stars that had a chemistry together. And I mean, I would say Zoe Dutch and uh, Glenn Powell definitely had a chemistry together in this film. Mm-hmm. 
and were and acted really well in this film and also had a a plot that I wouldn't say like a plot and like writing and directing that I wouldn't necessarily say was fantastic, but it was solid. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's not great. The first half hour is slow because there's a lot of jokes in there and the jokes aren't necessarily hitting and aren't necessarily funny, but they're, but they're there. They're solid. It's solid. You know, we're, and then when it picks up, it really does pick up. And so this was kind of Netflix bringing back the mid tier rom-com that was lacking from, you know, the options out there. Yeah. Uh, Which I thought was, which, which is why set it up, got so many articles written about it. And then it also led to that rotten tomato score that we talked about. Because Um, people love rom-coms, man. Yes. Because we need rom-coms in our lives. You can't phase them out just because of fucking like Marvel and shit. And don't get me wrong. I love Marvel. All those movies. Fucking love them. But I need some rom-coms in there too. And I think that's probably why Marvel did so well. Is they It wasn't just action movies. They looped in like love interests. They looped in dram- dramatic scenes. They looped in comical scenes. Like it was all the stuff that was getting phased out. Mm-hmm. Rom-coms, comedies, dramas, like it was all like starting to get phased out because of these CGI action movies. Yeah. And I'll give you two snippets off of Rotten Tomatoes from uh, critics who are considered top critics from The Village Voice, which is a a reputable paper in New York. Uh, One, Monica Castillo wrote, it's a feel-good throwback to 90s romantic comedies like When Harry Met Sally and You've Got Mail that left me warm and nostalgic for the simple pleasure of falling in love. Right? And then uh, Laura Zerum probably said it even better. Uh, she wrote, Really, though, the movie is cinematic soylent, flavorless, joyless, and devoid of any surprises. It's a testament to the film industry's years of neglect that we leave feeling full. Holy hell, that is so true. Right? That snippet there hits the... like. Oh my god. Yeah. It's just... This film is not necessarily 92% worthy on Rotten Tomatoes. But there is a seven-year gap between any film we've thought of in our heads that's on our list and this one. Jesus. There was like our early twenties, or basically our almost our entire twenties, were basically just bereft of rom coms. Yeah, and and also the latest rom coms from like two thousand nine, ten, eleven, like those ones had to be raunchy R comedies, like you know Apatow produced product, you know Apatow, yeah. Apatow productions yeah. or. What's about, you know, fucking your friend with benefits <laughs> or yeah. or just this odd one off of they got actors to, you know, perform this like divorce movie. <laughs> like, which is yeah, yeah it, it's it's shit that's like too real. And it's like when you watch a rom com, you kind of want to escape a little bit. It's it's entertainment. It's not a mirror on reality. Like, yeah. There's no magazine writer talking about 
they're trying to you know write a new blog post about how to lose a guy in 10 days yes and there's no random redhead who's decided that she's going to propose to her boyfriend on leap year because there's a tradition in ireland about how to do that there, <laughs> there's no there's no flight so some some position with a with an airline that I'm not sure what the position is who found an escort through a magazine article <laughs> and hired him to attend a wedding with her in London. All right, none of that has been in the 2010s, and Netflix started bringing that back little by little, and so this is probably still, even though I wouldn't say it's necessarily the highest of quality of film, it's still one of the better rom-coms that they've made. Um, you know, yeah. since they started making rom-coms. Well, I, I would say it's because you, you need, that's what rom-coms are, but that's what's so tantalizing about rom-coms is you need the careful balance between unreality and reality. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're not supposed to be believable. They're not supposed to be like perfect and like real worldy. If you do mm-hmm. that, you start to lose your audience. If you make it yeah. a little too complicated or oh, a little too dark or something like that, it's supposed to be lighthearted and unbelievable. But you can make that film, but it's just going to have a much smaller audience and you have to be in the right mood for it. Like, it, yeah, like a joke like a Joe Swanberg movie, like drinking buddies, which I love and has Jake Johnson, and Olivia Wilde in it. Fantastic movie, but it's not necessarily a rom-com. Right. Cause it's about, you know, and Anna Kendrick and uh, yeah, but like, that's not necessarily a rom-com. That's not the rom-coms that we're, we're not going to watch that movie and review it for this podcast, but I may watch it later today. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like they're, they're not bad movies. They're just like, you know, that when you watch a rom-com, like you want that, you want that unrealistic effect, that that, mm-hmm. that unrealistic side of it too, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it needs to be dreamy and entertainment first, but then yeah. there should be an aspect of it that is realistic that you can go into and be like, you know, I none of this situation is real, but the relationship or the base elements of that relationship between the two characters, that I get, that I can learn from, or that I can connect to, or that I can, you know, whatever. That's yes. the part that needs to be real. That's, that's the beauty of rom-coms, man. That's why we're here. Yes. Agreed. And so along those lines, let's talk about this movie and it's, you know, it's rom-com validity. How, how did it do as a rom-com? Um, and, and talk about, you know, the scenes and the things that we liked and thought could have been improved from this movie. So I've mentioned it. The first half hour of this film is slow. It is. It, it's tough. It, it's tough. Um, it, it's just because they're trying to set up the whole being an assistant thing. Uh, the initial like meal thing isn't great, uh, but it does a good job of introducing uh, Rick and Kirsten as shitty bosses that you don't like. Um, True. And, you know, and so it does a good job of setting them up as people that you don't necessarily like, but, you know, just there's jokes there that don't quite hit like they're just not that that great i mean the whole um once charlie leaves the office to try to go meet his girlfriend at her apartment and you know says the intercom could wake you up with my penis like that sort of joke it's just like uh, that's 
I get it, but it's not that funny. Like, it's just not that funny, like, of a joke. Yeah. Um, and then the, and then the, of course, the homeless guy outside's like, <laughs> penis. Like, it says a joke back to him. Like, it's just the half, the first half hour is just a lot of setup for set it up. Yeah, it's the, it's the origin story for the. Yeah, <laughs> like you have to, you have to get through it. Um, and then also there's the proposal of. Uh, uh, harper's friends as well um which is necessary for you know a later scene uh but then they finally figure out uh they finally figure or figure out after she pays him back for the initial dinner that if they get them together maybe they don't have to stay there for so long and can have a life outside the office and that leads to their first initial attempt at a meet cute and it leads to the one scene that titus burgess netflix mvp from unbreakable kimmy schmidt uh and <laughs> i believe like um, <laughs> and, like i didn't watch unbreakable kimmy schmidt beyond like the first season i couldn't i, I didn't watch this later seasons but uh i do remember from the first season did you ever watch that show i did netflix? briefly yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just remember, you know, guard your, if you're listening on headphones, be prepared. Pino Noir! <laughs> like, the song that he sang. <laughs> Pino Noir Boulevard. Like, it's just... <laughs> I will never forget that. I will never forget that little song that they made in that show. <laughs> And uh, the funny thing is, I I binge watched it in a day when I was sick from work, and I almost felt like I fever dreamed that song. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a Kimmy Schmidt movie out on Netflix now. Yeah, I saw that, but I had I didn't watch the later se- later seasons. So I just like I don't I'm not gonna try. Yeah, but he plays creepy Tim. What did you think of Creepy Tim and then that whole attempt at a meet cute and like the whole meta <laughs> aspect of trying to create a meet cute? Um, I thought it, I thought it was clever. I thought it I thought it made a lot of sense. Um, I thought it was a, a a cute way to to merge like like what I was saying reality into the unreality. They're merging like them trying to set up their bosses so the reality of like creating a romance but they're they're it's inside the movie it's 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 rom-com inception really is what it is yeah they're they're <laughs> winking they're they're winking to the audience as yeah like, okay here we go guys we're, we're we're gonna start picking up now you know everything leading up to this now right we're gonna go. so like it, it wasn't like mind-blowing or anything but it's a fucking rom-com you don't need it to be it was i thought it was cute and clever so and then, and then of course creepy tim with the succulents Creepy Tim. So, yeah. So, really, the best way to describe this movie is through a bunch of C's. Cute, clever, careers, and Creepy Tim. (laughs) Exactly. Creepy Tim was fucking hilarious. I loved the character and completely forgot about it from the first first time I watched it. And then... Also, the delivery man and his claustrophobia. <laughs> also, 
<laughs> makes me chuckle. I forgot to look up his name, but I, as a comedic actor, I always enjoy his performances. Um, yeah, that's that's just that whole segment was was pretty good. Was yeah, funny. I. Uh, shucks, I can't find it anyway. Um, and then, uh, but then of course that leads to their second attempt, which is the Yankee game. Uh, which, which I loved. Yeah. I mean, baseball, yeah. we miss you. Even if it is the uh, Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Um, and <laughs> I just, I like the, the introduction of like the whole, uh, I, I dicked around like too much. Like yeah. when, she, when she went, she bought all the extra stuff and like, which then comes back in the future. But <laughs> it almost is, doesn't make yeah. it to the airport. Oh, I, too much. Much. I was talking to the girl and he's just like, Oh damn it. I dicked around too much. Like that was a beautiful little, I, like, I did joke. like that. Yeah. That might've been the best joke of the, of the film right there. <laughs> just, just you like, know, Oh damn it. Cause that's like an animated, like, yeah, it's very animated. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's, they, that's uh, something we've talked about in the past for rom-coms that makes them great. If they, if they do stuff in the beginning that they always, you know, bring back and tie back together, they actually had a lot of moments like that in this movie where they had all these little jokes that I picked up on towards the end. And yeah. I was like, Oh my God, they're like tying it all back together. I love it. Yeah, and uh, and that was the like serviceable good part of the the writing, where it's just like, okay, that's you know that's solid, that's solid, that's solid sort of thing, um, and and there's like little bits like in the little montages once they once they're like really going after getting Rick and Kirsten together, um, and like they're teaching the other boss of about how to be with the other person. Um, there's this part where Harper mentions the type of compliments that girls like, and I forgot to write it down, but there was this one good part where she meant there was the second type of compliment, which is where you tell her about the things that she doesn't think anyone else sees. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that like literally is almost a throwaway line. If you don't catch it. But that was just a really good piece of advice as far as the compliment. And then, of course, it gets broken down from Tay Diggs' drunk scene, <laughs> which, which first off, I fantastic, see fantastic, yes, exactly. Fantastic drunk acting by Tay Diggs coming in and dancing. Yes. <laughs> with, and it's like, that seemed like an improv moment. It seemed like, it, like the way it seemed he was, like, like he was actually drunk. Yeah, I know. It really did. And I think he called Charlie the N-word. Like, he I think he did. My, I thought I heard that too, yeah. He called him my N-word at one point. Yep. And he goes, Charlie, chicken and grits. Uh, and Charlie, <laughs> he's like, you don't know about that. You don't know how to do it. <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me. I love that scene so much. It's just, it's just being like, I'm just going to be drunk and i'm gonna be you know my true my true <laughs> self and it's gonna completely throw this white guy for a loop he's not gonna know what to do i'd um, really enjoy that actually yeah and, and then he can't open the bottle like because uh, i love that they he pulls out the saber 
I know. Well, first of all, I love that they that he can't open bottles. Like he tries to open the juice cleanse earlier. Oh and, yeah. And then he can't open that. And it's like simple, like pull the cork out, but he's drunk and he can't do it. So immediately pulls out the saber. Like he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> Which is just perfect for his character. <laughs> and, and then and then of course, as as you mentioned, the I see you, which is a perfect encapsulation of how guys hear girls where Harper eloquently states, you know, you, uh, the best kind of compliment is where you say the things that she doesn't think anyone else sees. <laughs> and that Charlie breaks it down to where he just says in a, in a poignant way, just tell her you see her. And then drug ass Rick goes down there and is like, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. It's like playing telephone. <laughs> It's a perfect encapsulation of telephone and telephone with two dudes. <laughs> like, oh my just, god! This is what bros do. All right, we're letting you know. Messages get diluted horribly <laughs> if you have guys at the end of the telephone line. All right, it just is what it is, ladies. All right, but at the same time, he still gets in the yeets <laughs> by just saying, "I see you." So it still works. <laughs> it still works out for Rick. Um, but I just love the like. I see you. Sly, sly I see right you. There. I know he has to repeat it and just. And then I, she's I, like, I, I see like, you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> and and then that of course leads to you know them being able to go and enjoy life and. All this and that, but it also helps them continue their friendship because they realize they have to keep it going because these two people don't know how to be in a relationship properly. Um, and and then uh, it, like it le- like the next scene that I enjoyed. I mean, it kind of just fast forwards to all the way to uh, the part or the scene where they go to the pool party. Mm, yeah, yeah. And right before that, um, you know, there's the scene where Harper shows up at Charlie's apartment, and then Pete Davidson's character, who I, I forget what Pete Davidson's character's yeah, name I is. Yeah, I forget what his name is too. Like I'll like I'll give a disclaimer. I'm not a huge Pete Davidson fan. Uh I think he's like, I think he's okay, but everyone thinks he's either really funny or, like, really attractive, and I just think he's plain okay at everything, including looks. And so I just don't, you know what I mean? I Like, it just seems like everyone's just fawning over him. Yeah. I don't, get it. I don't mind him, but, but I yeah, definitely get that the, yeah, the, the expectation is there. Yeah, but the thing is, he can deliver a line. Like, that's why he's on SNL. Like, that's why he's found success. His delivery is solid. And in this movie, the jokes that he does have, the punchlines are delivered extremely well. Like, when he and Harper become fast friends, and Charlie's like, no, you guys are not becoming friends right now. And he's all like, oh, yeah, we totally are. <laughs> he's like, they're going to have free booze and hot dogs. <laughs> And then she's like, all right, I'm in. And then he's like, no, you were my plus one. Like, I'm, yeah. she's plus one. 
you were my plus one, and now she's your plus one to my plus one. It's Susie's plus one that I don't even have. And he's like, yeah, plus three. It works. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get to go up there, but then that leads to the very crux of the rom-comness. Like, what did you think of... But you're you're not going to gloss over him throwing well, his drink in Tay Diggs' face. Well, that that comes. Well, I mean, we might as well talk about it now. We're, we'll just make this the whole Pete Davidson aspect, and then at the end of the movie, he has the fantastic little bit at the very end where he's like, "Oh, hey, Charlie, you work for this guy anymore?" No, no, I don't. He throws the drink <laughs> in his face. He's like, "It's soy." Good to see you. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> walks off like oh my god that was beautiful i just love it it's like you work for this guy anymore fuck you <laughs> there's the tree oh yeah see yeah. it was perfect he did his due diligence made sure he wasn't actually working for him anymore mm-hmm. and then fuck and you. It was, yeah it was just a solid friend character um i mean that's a true friend they, right there yeah i like having a, a straight guy play a gay guy, like when there's probably plenty of gay actors, is a little meh. I mean, just kind of having to play against type of like, oh, here's this like real dude who's actually gay, ha ha ha. Like, it's like they're trying to, they're kind of playing it for sly laughs, and it's like, eh. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that aspect's not great, but at the same time, Pete Davidson was a solid, you know friend a solid friend with the the lines that he had in this movie um but the pool scene leads to you know the that whole day is set up for harper and charlie to really build on their chemistry um what did you think of that whole day because i mean we'll 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 describe like the the other scenes that or the other bits afterward but just before we describe it, what'd you think of that day? That what, they have? I don't think I know what you mean. What day was this? So they go to the pool party initially. After the pool party, they go to the engagement party. That was all one day? That was all one day because he's wearing the same shirt and she's wearing the same dress the whole time. Oh my God. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So same day because like she was going to go get ready for or like just go get ready for the engagement party. But then she was invited to this free booze and hot dogs party. And so she's like, well, then I'll do that. And then I'll go to the engagement party. After. Oh, okay. 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 Um, yeah, I liked all that. I thought it was, it was like you said, the first half of the movie was relatively slow, but then like, that was the epitome of it picking up in the latter half was like, those yes. kind of that day, I guess. Yes. Where it's like, okay, you start feeling some magnetism. You start feeling some feelings like this shit's picking up. Okay. Okay. We got a story here. Yes. And it wasn't just about hooking up, you know, Lucy Lou and Tay Diggs anymore. Yeah. And um, that 20 minutes is why you watch the film. The 20 minutes from the, like the whole Harper showing up at, the apartment to Harper leaving that apartment, which we'll talk about here very shortly. Was that, so that, was, was the end of, sorry, sorry to butt in, but was uh, the, was the end of that day, the pizza? Yes. Oh my God. Then yeah, that whole fucking segment was perfect. 
That was why you watched this film. Because like, I was actually gonna I was actually gonna highlight the pizza as like my favorite moment of the movie. Yeah. Let's uh let's let's talk the lead up to it. Um and it. then and then we'll we'll get to that and we'll expand upon that. Um so as I mentioned, they initially go to that pool party then um and that's where Charlie's taking away Harper's phone and telling her to get over golf guy. Stop. Yeah, you know, putting your stuff yep. like, you know, because golf guys, you know, he he becomes a fuck boy. You know, he bangs and bangs and runs on on Harper, and so Charlie agrees to go to her the engagement party with her and leaves Sue's to be with Harper, which is a big thing. Uh, and then they go to the engagement party where there's more free booze, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and then they. Uh, they get to be with uh, the Harper's two friends. I forget their names. Um, but I thought the first thought the pool party looked fun as fuck. Did, did. As far as like a setting. And it made me realize that your rooftop pool probably won't be open this summer. Yeah. yeah. Which made me real sad. Right. Real, real sad. Right. <laughs> I need white claws and a beach chair on your rooftop. Yes. Yes, with the skyline and Lake Michigan there. Fuck. Uh, uh, fuck you, COVID-19. Or at the very uh, least, we could walk, you know, 10 extra minutes to the beach. And yeah. drink claws there. Like, yeah. fuck, I miss all of it so much. I know. And then go to a ball game before that or uh, after that. Well, I mean, before <sighs> Yeah, um, nonetheless. Uh, but then after that, then they go to this rooftop, which, by the way, they're playing all of a sudden 70s music, which the soundtrack changes at this engagement party, and the soundtrack is fantastic. Um, oh, I did notice that. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing, you know, uh, they play uh, Sign Sealed Delivered when they're dancing. They play... Uh, Brandy, you know, yeah. the sailor said, Brandy, you're a fine girl. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's a great song. Um, then uh, even when they ha- get to the pizza scene, they play a, a cover, which I still can't find on Spotify. It's still not on Spotify, but they play a cover of Come Go With Me. Uh, like the dum, 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 And then they play that during the credits of the movie as well. Um, so yeah, I thought the soundtrack was a a nice mix of modern and old. That's, Uh, that's interesting. I wonder if they intentionally use that switch over to like up the tempo of their relationship too. I don't know what the reasoning behind the choice is. I just like the choice. Well, yeah. Cause Uh, I, I definitely noticed that too, where it was like, I associate the musical switch with when I started liking them as a couple. Mm-hmm. And so it's like okay, so it starts picking up like those man, those classical songs they they have a lot of emotion in them. So like we like hearing them in yes. situations like that. Yeah, and but I mean the engagement party setting was beautiful with the lights on a rooftop and there's a bar and oh, all that. Dude, I miss rooftops. I know. I know. Um, and then. 
Harper's roommate gives a great speech about her fiance. And oh yeah, yeah yeah. I forgot what the fuck it was. <laughs> I'm like halfway through my second beer, so that's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead of you anyway. So did you? Oh, it, not it, you mean in drinks? Not like that you played. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no clue <laughs> to figure anything out. No. <laughs> I am not the savior here. Do not look at me. (laughs) (laughs) What was the speech about? She was saying something about um, that, like you love someone in spite of their flaws, but no, in spite of things, but you like them. Yeah. Because you like them because you love them in spite or something like that. Damn it! Uh, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna find it on Google. Give it up. Come on. Um, Not in I, spite. I think it was despite. Is that what you're thinking of? That that saying that she said. Yeah, it, it that saying that set it up engagement speech. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we almost got it. We almost got it, guys. <laughs> We almost got it. Quarantine is driving us all crazy. Man, fuck out of here. This is about the actual... (sighs) Okay. Did you find it? Yeah. Um, So it was, you like because and you love despite. That's what I said. I... Well, shush. Um, That's exactly. We came to this conclusion already. You like someone because of all their qualities, and you love someone despite some of their qualities. Yes. Yeah, and so yeah, that I thought that that was pretty perfect, and it also sets up the end scene. Mm. But I, yeah, like it was a solid, solid scene there, and. It, as I mentioned, it's romantic and it sets up things. And then it, there's the dancing, and then they decide to leave to go get pizza. And the roommate, whose name is Becca, I just found out, doesn't oh. let them know, doesn't let them know that they're going to have pizza arriving at the rooftop, which I thought was also clever. Oh, because you notice the guy comes in with pizzas right after they leave. I did not notice that. Yeah. There's a guy with a big, a bunch of pizzas and she's like, oh yeah, just put them at the table over there. She obviously sees what's going on between the two of them. What? I did not pick up on that. Yeah. I noticed it both times and I thought that that was clever. Oh shit. Roommate saw it. The roommate knew from jump and was trying to push them together. Uh, You know, but they, uh, yes, I, I like that that aspect of it. Now, here's my question: If you got to the point or to the apartment, drunk as hell with a five dollar pizza, and the roommate was get like hooking up with third eye blinds jumper plane. Yep. <laughs> was that you, a motorcycle are, in the background? <laughs> Yeah, there's a motorcycle outside my window. 
Are you going to climb up a fire escape? Or are you going to just walk in and go straight to your room? Probably just go straight to my room. Yeah, fuck going up the fire escape. I am not climbing up a goddamn fire escape with the pizza. Because you were hooking up. Because all I can think about is the pizza at that point in the night. Yeah. Like you're, it's walking. that late in the day of drinking. Like yes. All you're thinking about is the pizza. And as much as you may love your roommate and want to look out for your brother, yeah. it's all it's, about you and that pizza right now. It's me walking through our like kitchen living room, which it, like if me walking 15 steps from the front door to my room ruins you begging then it was never meant to be a bang to begin with. Then I will share part of my pizza with you. And you can have a slice of pizza. <laughs> I will give you a one off. slice. I'll give you one slice of my pizza and tell you to find a better willing partner who's not going to get spooked off of just oh, off man. of someone walking in for five to ten seconds. I, I did really love that scene, though. That, like, the 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 whole walk up the stairs and everything. That was actually my favorite fucking moment. Well, the, I mean, once again, really good writing where he, like he says, Charlie says, this isn't going to sound right. Yes. But I want to fuck this pizza. Yes. And then she goes, my favorite fucking line. She just yeah. looks at him and goes, I get that. Like I totally get you, that. you, you shouldn't ever say that around anyone else. But I get that. Like, yes. The way she says that is so perfect. Like, that's what I fucking want. That's what I want in a relationship where it's like, yo, I get you. Don't don't ever fucking say that in public. But I get you. Like, I get it. Like, I so get it. Like, that's what I want. It's simple you know shit like that. You know what that's an example of, Max? True friendship? That's, that's an example of being seen. I see, I see you. Hey, I Renee, see you. Renee, <laughs> Renee. I see you. <laughs> Except I don't because we're in quarantine. I know. I mean, I haven't seen you since March, early March. Fuck. Yeah. Man. It's been over two months. Yeah. Well, I saw you briefly on Skype when we tried to do the. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama episode. Oh, that's true. That's true. But still, still, still. So. Anyway. Um, and then they get in the room, and then there's just the smolder between mm-hmm. the two. Mm-hmm. You don't need a kiss. You don't need them cheating on their significant others. You don't need anything fancy. You just need a look. It, just a realization. And the yep. fact that she mentions that this is the best meal of my life, which will come back very shortly. And just the looks that they exchange. And mm-hmm. she recognizes that she probably needs to go because, I mean, he is technically with someone else. And that it would make more sense for them to not. And also, just the... The, the once again, I love the song choice. The uh, "Come Go with Me" uh, cover, and then I love when she gets two slices crust side out because she's a lady. 
<laughs> which is a fucking hilarious line and perfect for her. Um, also, kudos to her opening Tinder line or app line. What was the last sports moment that made you cry? Oh yes, seriously. I, 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 I love I love her character. Like, yeah, I agree. That's so cute. For real, for real. If I ever get asked that question on Tinder, I'm buying a ring. <laughs> it's, a rap. it's a fucking rap. If I find a woman who's into sports that much, it's a fucking rap. I'm I'm 100 in because <laughs> the, the one person I spoke with about sports more than like my close buddies was my mom. Not my dad. My mom. My really? mom and I. My mom is who gave me my sports knowledge. My mom is the one who I talked about all the time about what the ducks need to do as far as recruiting for their football team in order to be successful next year. Uh, my mom was wow. the one who I, I talked about as far as the Mariners and, you know, why each row is the greatest, you know, like it was always my mom. Like uh, we would talk for an hour a week and 45 minutes of it was usually sports talk. Hmm. And so if I find that, Opening message on Tinder, it's a wrap. It's that's that's it. <laughs> and also to answer her question on that Tinder message, I mentioned it to you as well uh, yesterday. Uh, it was I cried three times last year, and all three times were caused by the Seattle Mariners. Um, so mm-hmm. from Ichiro's retirement, Edgar's Hall of Fame induction, and King Felix's last start in Safeco Field. So, yep. <laughs> that's the answer. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then and she even has the nerve to say, "Well, no, guys don't want a girl that likes sports. Guys want a girl that what, that whole rant that she well, goes on that that fuck boys, which is a majority of of our male counterparts, but fuck boys don't want a girl who knows. Yeah, me that's true. And it's very true. There are a lot of fuck boys. She's reeling off that speech. I'm going. No, no, no. I really want that. I only know baseball, but you can know everything else. It's still a turn on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So the pizza seat ends and the movie reverts back to being kind of slowish. Like the ending is okay. The last half hour is okay. I mean, it's not great. Like there's the whole you know, the breakdown of Rick and Kirsten's relationship after they get engaged. Um, there's Charlie showing his true colors initially. Yep. Like by wanting to allow it so he can get his promotion and, and move on. Sort of well, thing. yeah. As, as youth grows you up and changes you and makes you think that this is what you really want out of life is the career. You start sacrificing things and then he realizes, boom, don't need it. Like, yeah, once he gets to dinner with Susan, it just took him a little bit, but once he gets to dinner with Susan and realizes when she says this is the best meal she's ever had, and he realizes the best meal he ever had was with Harper eating that $5 pizza, so he leaves Sue's and then chases down the airplane so that Kirsten and Rick don't make their mistake of getting married because Rick's still banging his ex-wife. Which I would, I would totally agree with his choice of uh, best meal ever, by the way. I agree. Um yeah, it's not the meal itself. It's the company you keep while having that meal. Yeah. Exactly. And 
Um, and but of course, the whole chasing down the airplane uh, leads to the whole dicking around uh, joke, which <laughs> is a fantastic joke. There's the actual, you know, stopping of it, like the whole. I mean, that whole part where he's in the airport yelling up to them, like, it's okay. It's a nice little, yeah. It, it's a nice little, you know, a romantic, a rom com chase scene, right? Right. Airport scene, like, it, you get all those, but it's also, you know, against type because it's not the actual romantic leads. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, she, and then, of course, Harper you know, gets the tough love from her roommate, which I thought also was nice. Instead of getting the, <laughs> the, the pillow, hitting her yeah. the pillow. which, you know, instead of getting the soft, like, Oh, you have to just believe in yourself, just do it. And this and that and the other, and her roommate's finally like, no, write a bad thing. I'm like, just be bad right now. Just finish it. Motherfucker. And I thought that that was a nice little against type thing that they did. That was clever. I did enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and then of course, that leads to her saying she doesn't want to be Kirsten's assistant, but she wants to be a writer and she works with Kirsten there. And then Kirsten does one last Cyrano thing and gets mm-hmm. them in front of the building, which leads us to the kiss of the movie. The kiss of the movie ironically is not, in, not the best smoldering sexy scene of the movie, because that is the pizza scene that we've oh, yeah. talked about. Yeah. 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 But it's good that they weren't the same scene. I agree. I agree that the smolder and the and like letting the tension keep going helped. Um, I think that you know the build up to this kiss was solid. The dialogue was okay. I mean, the dialogue was a little cheesy, but at the same time, at that moment, you've earned your cheese. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, with the whole and yet, you know, and yeah. Each other, yeah. what they don't each other, and then the actual kissing, like they get into it, which is solid. It was a solid, like looking kiss, like their lips meeting and everything else was. It was real. a good build up. Yeah. Like it wasn't like just launching at each other full on passion right away. It was, you know, dipping your toe in the water. Okay, this is nice a kiss, and then it like builds to like the full. Oh yeah, okay, we're making up for lost time now. Yeah, like. Well, he grabs her hand first. Like, I like the hand grab first with the, like, his right hand grabs her left hand and then he leans in and Mm -hmm. then she puts her her other arm around him and then they start making out a little bit. Yep. Which, and then they have the beautiful, you know, New York in the summertime, green trees in the park and buildings behind that. And so they get to do a whole fade up shot as the movie ends so it's all very aesthetically pleasing as far as the kiss so i give it a solid b because the movie in and of itself is a solid b <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's exactly what you wanted of a rom-com it's exactly what you expected of a rom-com so you get a b which is which is solid what do you think yeah i like that i would say i would give it a little slightly higher and just give it a b plus but yeah, okay. for all the same reasons. Yeah. And uh, as far as what happens after Ever After, I mean, very simple. Uh, Harper starts writing for that website that Kirsten runs. Okay. Uh, and and 
I don't know about Charlie, really. Um, but Rick, he uh, ends up remarrying his wife, and then they get divorced again. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, he then he ends up losing half and then half again to his wife. Huh. <laughs> and that's what happens after ever after. Um, Jeez, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, what is the verdict of the film, Max? Um, I'd fuck it. It's a, it's solid. It's a great, you know, it's a great movie for what it is. It's worth watching once. There's a lot of funny moments. That's it. I agree with you. It's a solid fuck. It's a, yeah, I. I've seen it twice. I don't regret seeing it twice. If I see it again, I definitely won't turn away from it. I will definitely, you know, be okay with watching it again. But as far as like films that I would like look out, like immediately go to, uh, it's not going to be one of those. Um, you know, yeah. other films that I choose to rewatch first before this one. But I ain't mad at it. it it's a it's a very good movie for Agreed. a rom com. And as as we talked about at the beginning of this review process or period, um, it's just there was there was a lack of options, and for this to kind of be Netflix's way back in to kind of show off, like, hey, we can make rom coms. It's a great start, and it's led to oddly a lot of teen rom coms that I've liked. Um, I did notice a lot of like an infusion of teen rom-coms on Netflix after that. Yeah. And what's funny is that I've shit on 13 going on 30 and 10 things I hate about you. But (laughs) I, as I mentioned last night, I watched the sequel to all the boys I've loved before and I dug the fuck out of it. Um, I think we should watch both of the tell the boys I've loved before movies for this podcast at some point in the future. Um, They're on my list. So they will be chosen at some point. Um, (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's not necessarily teenage films that I hate. It's just those particular teenage films that I hated. Um, well, whatever. Even, you just have, you know, questionable taste. There, that's all. There's also The Last Summer, which is oh god, pretty fun because it's like, no. it's the summer bef- between uh, graduating high school and going off to college. And it's just like, the these multiple teens that just graduated high school and then they're like romantic entanglements throughout the summer but it's set in chicago the best city in the fucking world so well that's true. that so like there's like scenes at wrigley scenes at navy pier scenes like out in the suburbs like there's a whole trip to like the lakes up in like michigan like it's just a whole vibe with teenage melodrama that i fucking dig so um and yeah it's like i don't know i i i'm not i'm not opposed to teenage melodrama it just has to be done and well in my opinion so anyway so that's that for set it up uh before we go into what next week's film will be which is your choice max um i'll give our socials here so uh, you can find the podcast at Bromancing the Stone Podcast all together there. Uh, Bromancing the Stone Podcast on Instagram. Bro the Stone Pod on Twitter. Uh, I promise I'll tweet at some point. Maybe. <laughs> um, and then uh, Dude, my Twitter. That. 
my personal Twitter is uh, Supermarket Sweep without the E in super. So S-U-P-R Market Sweep. Uh, and then my Instagram is Relusa88. That's R-E-L-U-S-A-8-8. And then Max. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Lionhearted, T-H-E period L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. Perfect. And then next week is Memorial Day. So this next episode is going to come out on Memorial Day. We don't Ooh. have a specific Memorial Day themed episode or anything like that. Uh, it's just Max's choice. So Max, what are you going to provide for the people? Well, it, I've got, I've narrowed it down to two and I want your help, your input. Okay. I kind of want to do, there's one I kind of want to do. Okay. And I have a backup for it. Okay. I want to do... I don't know that it's technically in the same league as like all of the rom-coms we've been watching, but I want to do the one that our podcast is named after. Ah, okay. I think that's a good choice. I At some point, we had to do it. I've never seen it. And I knew, like, we had to do it at some point. I just didn't know when. You've never seen it? No, I just took the name. You came up with this name without ever I, seeing it. God damn! We definitely need to watch I, it then. Yeah, I knew of the film. I knew who was in it. And, I like, I knew of the title. And so I took the name off that, even though we, I haven't seen it. Um, so... Yeah, well, so we'll next that. week we will watch Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone. I mean, do we want to hold off and make that our one year anniversary show? Well, see, that's why I wanted your input. Like, maybe we should, like, is there a more special time to hold this off for? Executive decision. We're waiting for our one year anniversary show. I like it. Okay. Yeah. And I know that'll be in December and there'll be holidays and things like that, but fuck it. One year anniversary show, we will do Romancing the Stone. Did we start right? in December or was it November? We started in December. Well, oh. late November, early December. Okay. I think it was like the first weekend of December is when we started. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tens and tens of listeners. Sorry to, you know, raise your. Sorry. Well, we, they... will, we will do that for our one year anniversary. So look forward to that in December. Uh, so, what's the other decision you're, you're thinking? The other one was completely the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to see definitely maybe oh wow that is other end of the spectrum okay so we're going back to ryan reynolds yep (laughs) i I feel like it's if it's ryan reynolds or ashton kutcher (laughs) you're choosing it (laughs) isn't that obvious (laughs) you know what and i feel like Memorial Day, at least here in Chicago, has been a very, like, basically the kickoff to, like, summertime. So all, and you know what summertime makes me think of? And I'll just make my choice for the week after. Summertime makes me think of just, like, wedding theme type stuff. This isn't necessarily a wedding theme movie, but it is centered around an aspect of weddings i don't know i'm i've almost finished my second beer let me stop this preamble we'll do a ryan reynolds double feature and the week after we'll do the proposal 
Ooh. With Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. I saw that in theaters with my mom, and that was the only time I saw it. So uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I like your thinking, man. It was extremely successful, uh, but I, I thought it was solid. So we'll do that one two weeks from now, but the next week will be definitely maybe uh, starring Ryan Reynolds and uh, multiple leading actresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to think of the different ones that are in there. You know what? Honestly, Ryan Reynolds and Abigail Breslin. And then. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, and uh, one of the leading ladies is in another movie that we will probably do very soon. Uh, oh, Isla Fisher. Nudge, nudge. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, everyone, everyone knows. Uh, that's going to be, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a wild prediction. That's going to be one of our best episodes. <laughs> so. Uh, there will be drinking involved in one of those episodes. Oh, so. there will be drinking. Yeah, yeah, so. Anyway. <laughs> that's such a good um, movie. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Next week, definitely, maybe, is going to be the name of the film that we actually do. It's definitely yes. going to be definitely, maybe. Uh, so maybe. <laughs> look forward to that, everyone. And to the tens and tens of listeners, we thank y'all for listening. And we hope y'all have a great rest of the week. Love you Later. guys.